Air so high. We're just gonna dive I'm right in. So high. <laughs> so what? I think I'm higher than an elf on top of an verse. An it's elf on top of flying kite. Yeah. <laughs> They're so high before we even start. I think. I think. <laughs> I think we're doing that backwards. Just backwards. <laughs> Oh, okay, I guess we'll start. So, uh, welcome back to 420 Unsolved, where we stony and talk about unsolved mysteries. And stay unsolved, man. <laughs> <laughs> I play Nancy Drew computer games, so we have this. Oh, I love those games. I used to play the crap out of those games. They're finally coming out with a new one four years later. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. I think the last one that I played was the the Japanese one yeah. with the, the drowning oh, the drowned um, Japanese woman. Yeah, um, Water's Edge. Yeah, yeah. I play Fortnite. Oh god, it's so mainstream. It's <laughs> <laughs> so I mainstream. I think I you're on lying. My Xbox, though. I was gonna say I think you're lying. I haven't, I haven't played in like six months. Yeah. Oh, so introductions. Yeah. It's your main host, Sky, obviously. My partner, Miles. Hey, man. <laughs> my ride or die, Tiff. Hi. My ride or die, number two. The doctor. The doctor. <laughs> yep. Nighthawk. Doctor Sparkles Dangerfield. Right. So, I Doctor, I don't know if you um, heard our episode three yet, but I talked about how why Tiff is my ride or die, number one, because. Instead of Miles, because, <laughs> because I we kill people together. Well, no, <laughs> because I don't like. No, to say this. no. <laughs> no, because if I did ever end up needing to hide a body, I wouldn't want Miles to be involved because then we would both be in jail. Yeah. And we would never, ever be able to see each other that way, except for, you know, like, communal reasons. <laughs> Banging right there on that prison cot. Oh, you know. So feral and nasty. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I would call Tiff to come help me. <laughs> we, we could do this together. So, um... Yeah, you, you know, you're in there with that. You know, you're you're the girl gang. You're the oh, bad yeah. bitches club. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I had a bad bitch. Non-committal. Non-committal. Stop. That's, uh, that's like too often already. <laughs> See, why men great till they gotta be great? Right, exactly. Yeah, I, Miles. Uh, <laughs> what do you know of the gods? Uh, uh, she speaks know. wise words. Oh, my God. Right? It's why I'm the doctor. I'm gonna go play Borderlands. Stop. <laughs> Done with the shit. Bad bitch. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so today uh, we're gonna talk about the boy in the box. Huh? <laughs> it it's an unsolved mystery. Dun dun dun! Surprise! What? Coming at you with something new. <laughs> Remind me of the dick in the box thing. Lonely Island. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> me with South Park last time. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so, the the boy in the box is obviously about a, a boy in a, in a box. <laughs> Plot twist! <laughs> so, it, it's... Uh, oh, right, yeah. It, it was this boy who was murdered. It's, it's in Philadelphia in the 50s. 
And so, yeah, (laughs) so we're going to be talking about that after we come back from smoking. Miles, what are we going to be smoking today? Uh, I'm going to be loading up some purple kush for us, man. Yeah, what are we going to be smoking it out of? Oh, I don't know, man. Probably a slow mushroom bubbler because I broke another bong today. Yeah, so Miles has a tendency Miles, to break our bongs. I think it's, is it the second one or a third one? Let's not get into the details of it. Okay? <laughs> oh, okay. It's not yeah. important. All right. <laughs> so cry a little tear for us tonight, guys. Da, da, da. Do, do, do. Oh, there you go. It's supposed to be an echo, so if yeah. you ever want to kick in. Do, 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 do. Cuckoo! <laughs> <laughs> Doctor. Y'all are, y'all are highly sus. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back after the intro. Unsolved is an independent podcast. The opening and closing music is called No Flower by Gluten. If you like the show, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 420 Unsolved. Please smoke responsibly. And we're back, man. Yep, we're back. All right, so like I said, we're talking about the boy in the box. So, um, Obviously, a, a, a boy in a box. Uh, the time period is 1956. So Philadelphia? Yep, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, all right, let's get started. So, on February 23rd, 1957, a man was checking his animal traps in the woods of the Susquehanna Road in Fox Chase, Philadelphia. So, that's the Fox Chase area. All right, so, <clears throat> while... Checking his traps, he found this box. Um, a, the box was of a baby ba- um, bassinet, and in this box there was a dead body in it. This body was naked, and it was wrapped in a plaid blanket. Uh, knowing that... Is it like a baby body, or is it... Um... I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. okay. So knowing that the animal traps that he had out were illegal, because I guess they were muskrat, Okay. Muskrat traps, because I guess those are illegal to have out. I don't know. Um, so knowing that they were illegal, he didn't go to the police about this dead body. So he just, he didn't report it. Wait, so he finds a dead body on his property and he's just like, It's not well, his property. It's okay. just out in the woods. He's but he still didn't approach. report it though, because no. like, I feel like it's worse to be like, I knew about a dead body. I didn't talk to the police about it than it is to like... No. He could have just picked his traps up. Nope. He didn't do it. <sighs> That's highly Yeah, stressed. well, well, just wait a second, though. So, two days later, a college student named Frederick Bonosius also found the body while he was out spying on girls at a local school called Good Shepherd School. Ew, what? Yes. Bonosius also didn't want to tell the police. <laughs> <laughs> 
that he found this body. Oh. <laughs> and I'm assuming he didn't want to tell them because he was creeping. How old was he? On the schools. He Massive was a college student. <laughs> and they were like. He was like 18, 19. They were like elementary school girls? Yeah, they're young girls. Ew. All right. All right. Yeah. So when he, he, he did end up going to the police a little bit later, but the story he told them was that he stumbled upon this body when he was driving through the woods and he spotted a rabbit. And he, he explained he was aware of these local traps that were set up within the area of the so woods. So he's like throwing the other guy under the bus almost. Yeah. And he feared for, for the rabbit's life. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And so he stopped and got out of his car and he tried to follow the rabbit just to, to like save it and to make sure like to grab it and take it somewhere or whatever. And that's how he found the body. Highly believable. Yeah, I guess. But eventually, Very I guess intricate. he told. So eventually, I'm, I'm assuming he told the police the truth, though, because mm -hmm. the, the real truth about him spying on the kids, came, like, those little girls came out. Okay. So the police went out to investigate and to look at his body. When they found it, they discovered it was only a child. That This body was a child. Did you say only a child? <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's just a child. Sorry. Just a kid. It's the 50s, dude. It's the 50s, man. It's cool. I didn't mean it like that. I was just stating yeah, sure. it was a child. <laughs> it wasn't an adult. I'm making. I'm stating that it's sad. It's mm -hmm. a child. Yeah, it's upsetting. The child has been since called the boy in the box. Yeah. It has also been called America's unknown child because to this day, this child has not been identified. Not claimed or anything. Nope. To this day. No one reported a child missing. Nope. That time. Nope. Oh, that's awful. And I'm gonna. Like, I'll talk a little bit more about that too. That's so awful. Mm -hmm. So when found, like I like how they reported it, this boy was completely naked. So when found, this boy was completely naked. His hands and feet were wrinkled, kind of like he had been submerged mm -hmm. in water right before he died. So kind of like when you sit in a like, bathtub, just your skin out of gets, the tub. Yep, your skin gets wrinkled. So. Inside his throat was a dark substance. This suggested he may have vomited right before he died. Oh, wow. Yep. The police believe the cause of death may have been because of several blows to his head. Oh, my God. Matter of fact. Yeah, it is. Police noticed he was very young, maybe enough to be between three and seven years old. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Oh, that's fucked. Mm -hmm. He had blue eyes, a fair complexion, and medium to light blonde crudely cut hair they noticed that he once had long hair because since it had crudely been cut there were still some long patches just strewn out around on his head why are you coming at me with this sad shit right now it's right. a very interesting case because there's many different Weird theories about right, how this happened. Well, hold on, I got some more information. Okay. So, his nails were noticed to be um, neatly cut. He also had deep bruises covering covering a majority of his body and on his face. I have a picture that I'm going to show you guys at the end of what his face looked like. They took pictures of it. So. Um, medical experts concluded that due to the cold weather of Philadelphia during this time period um, in February, the this child must have been laying outside between two to three days 
to possibly two to three weeks. They don't know because the weather preserved his body. Yeah. So, so even though this case attracted a lot of news coverage, no one ever came forward to try and identify this boy's body. Police assumed no one would come forward because people would come forward for a missing child that was loved, healthy, and really well cared for. However, this, this boy appeared malnourished. He was scrawny. His hair was matted. You know, it was patchy, all that, because, you know, it was it was cr- um, cut abruptly and all of that. He also had surgical scars all over his body. Dude, what the fuck? What I kind know. of American horror story shit? <laughs> I know. It just keeps getting worse, right? One of the scars on his body was shaped like an L, like the letter L, and it was located right underneath his chin. One of the other scars um, appeared to have been surgically done, and it was located on his ankle, and one of the other one was on around his groin area. Yeah. Are you sure he's a boy? This one series isn't okay. Maybe, yeah. Experimental sex change? This is just, ugh. When no one was coming forward, the police turned to the box that the boy was found in to look at for some possible clues. It was a baby bassinet box, kind of like one I told you guys earlier, and it was one of 12 sold only by J.C. Penney's. And it oh, was... Wow. Yep. And it was sold in a store in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. So very specific information. So they looked into uh-huh. it and they were hoping to get like a really good, you know, clue. Who the fuck did this shit? Yep. All of them were traced back to the original owners, except for one. So they got nothing. So dead end. Yeah. And they, yeah. Could, they couldn't find the owner of it. Yeah. Know what his name was? No, they, they couldn't find any information. So, so there's another dead end. So, since finding this boy's body, there have been over 400,000 flyers made and sent out in the Philadelphia and surrounding areas to help find any information or to get someone to come forward to claim his body. The police worked on a forensic facial reconstruction of this boy, and again, I'll, this is something I'll show you afterwards. This is something I'll put on the Instagram for people to see, too. Again, also, again, with the picture of the bruised face of this boy. Police even fingerprinted him, and they came back negative. And they compared, they also, because they also compared these fingerprints to the national database and local hospital records. And again, nothing. They got nothing. So this kid didn't have an identity. Yeah, nothing. Uh, who, who is it? Someone said something about could you raise a kid without having to have him on the record? I think it's someone said the word. Po- you, like could possibly, like, like if raise you raise a kid where you never get another birth certificate, yeah. never have. Because if you get pregnant, and just have it at home and never yeah. tell anyone. And you, yeah, you never go to the you hospital. You never go to the doctor. Yo, this yeah. shit sounds like a dystopian <clears throat> novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could do it back in the 50s. Some people still do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're not documented, can't anyone take them? Not not if no one knows about the kid. I mean, think about it. Not, not that I have an opinion on illegal immigrants or anything, but, like, think about it. If an illegal immigrant has a child, like, they might be less likely to oh, yeah, no, I'm just say, saying, hey, no. I got a kid, you know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Even though that kid would have citizenship, like, yeah. They still would probably not want to be 
Mm. We're pretty stoned. <laughs> Real stoned. Mm. So, the unknown boy was buried in a potter's field back after, like, during when he was found. Um, during, like, the beginning of the same invest investigation. He got unearthed in 1998, 1998 um, so they could extract DNA from one of his teeth. So that way they like to use new technology to yeah. see if they could get anything. Uh, he was reburied on November 11th of 1998 at a new burial site at Ivy Hill Cemetery in Cedarbrook, Philadelphia. Every part of the new burial from... The new funeral plans, the coffin, the headstone, was donated from the son of the man that did the original burial back in 1957. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he continued that legacy, which was amazing. That was yeah. really awesome. Also, a website was then created to help keep this boy's memory from being forgotten and to help people create an open-sourced... To locate leads, create tips, send in all that information if anything happened. So while the uh, reburial was happening, they had a lot of media coverage, a lot of reports and news articles happen, all of that. To this day, people still leave flowers, stuffed animals, things like that. And the headstone reads, America's Unknown Child. Aww. Yeah, because they, they don't know what to yeah. call it. I wish they could have bought something. Did they get any DNA, though? They did from the tooth, but they haven't gotten anything because there's yeah, nothing like, in databases. Like, like, to find <laughs> oh, I don't I, know. I feel that, though, yeah. Like, like wouldn't that be good? Someone has to be related. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't like, know. that's hard to believe that they don't have anything. Especially, okay, am I jumping too far ahead? But, like, do we have anything now in 2019? Or is, like, is it still just, like... I don't know if they have anything, but there, there's somebody that I'll introduce, I guess. Okay. All right, so let's talk suspects, our theories. All let's, right. Let's talk, yeah. Let's talk theories. All right. So it starts to get a little weird-ish, I guess. So theory one is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> So, in 1960, so this is three years after the discovery of the boy, and an, an employee from the medical examiner's office, Remington Bristow, contacted a psychic from New Jersey <laughs> that told him that the boy in the box had come from a local foster home oh, great. in the area. So, the police ended up locating a foster home that was a mile and a half away from the crime scene. This back was, in the day? Huh? It was a foster home back then? Yeah. That was a mile and a half away. This sounds like some, like, Sylvia Brown psychic shit. Uh -huh. Like, Yeah. So, actually, later, after all of this, it was uh, quite a few years later, the, the psychic reached out to Bristow, and she wanted to take him to this foster home that she saw. She had never been to this place before, ever. And 
she took him right to this foster home, the one that was exactly a mile and a half away from the crime scene. So there's this South Park episode about this as well. Cartman falls off a roof and hits his head and believes he has psychic powers, and he joins this group. You have a this- South Park episode for everything, don't you? I was going to say, like, this podcast is just... I feel that. <laughs> you You understand me. Thank you. So this foster home had eight children living in the home. But all eight children were accounted for. There was no children missing or anything like that. Bristow ended up going to, went to an estate sale at the home. Okay, so were they like selling, selling their shit? Yes, yeah. So when he was there, there was no police or anything, right? He's the only one there. He ended up finding blankets at this house that were similar to the blanket that this boy was found in that were hanging up on clotheslines on the property. He also found a baby cradle, which was similar to the one that the boy was found in the box that he was in. Oh, so maybe they replaced it then. Don't know, yeah. So, and then people, and like, there's rumors and speculation that Arthur Nicoletti, who ran the foster home is somehow involved with everything. So, what well, it... It was the Commodore. <laughs> so then Bristow started to theorize that this boy had been born to the daughter of Arthur Nicoletti, the owner of this, okay. this foster home, and that his death had to have been accidental. But Arthur may not have wanted people to find out that his daughter had a child out of wedlock because that would have been very a big scandal back in the 50s yeah but like there was a lot of fucked up shit done to that body like true but keep in mind like if he didn't want people to know about this child he could have been abusing this child Mm. oh that just feels so icky you know Mm -hmm. like keeping it locked up for a few years and so people wouldn't see this child Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So, despite Bristol's um, facts and, like, how this could be happening, there was no connection, like, ever made between this foster home and this boy. So, there's no no ever investigation or looked into the leads or nothing like that. Yeah. So, theory number... Two. So, this one, though, I, I like, is really weird, and also, like, at some point, I can't, there's a part I can't say without laughing. <laughs> I really can't. I'm here for it, yes. So, all right, so, in 2002, so a little bit more recent, a psychiatrist contacted the police with information regarding... Like, a psychiatrist? Like a... Yes, a psychiatrist. Okay. Contacted the police regarding one of her patients. Okay. Uh, she, the, the psychiatrist claimed a businesswoman, so her patient is a businesswoman, named Mary, said to her in one of her sessions, and I can't, I cannot make this shit up. I really can't. <laughs> bought, like her parents, back when she was a child, bought a boy, literally bought a boy. Like- from his own parents in 1954, so just a few years from before the body was found, 
and used him as a sex toy. Oh, my God. Oh. And they named him Jonathan. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. 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 Ugh, that gives me the squirmies. Yep. He was regularly abused and housed in the basement. And she, Mary explained that he was handicapped and he could not speak. So who's married to, like, this... Mm Mary is the daughter of the parents who bought this boy. And used him as a sex toy. Yes. And she believes that this boy is the boy in the box, the unknown child. So you're telling me she, like, witnessed all this awful stuff happening and she was able to just be, like, a businesswoman, just, like, age of 30, be, like, BT dubs. No, 2002. So that's, like, 40. No, that's... Math is hard. But that's a long-ass time. So you're telling me at, like, just age 70, like... By the way, I've been repressing all this trauma my entire life. Yeah, yeah. 2002, you said it came out? Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. How old was she? I, I don't know. Um, so. Sorry, that just got me. I was like, no, wait. Okay. <laughs> so according to Mary, this, this boy threw up his dinner, which was baked beans, by the way. And remember, and when I explained, like, what the dark stuff is. Yeah, he mm -hmm. had stuff mm -hmm. resulted from possibly throwing up. throwing up. Yep, exactly. While he threw this stuff up, while his, while Mary's mother was giving him a bath, again, remember, his hands were wrinkly like yeah. he had been in water. So those are two things. And this had angered Mary's mom, which resulted in her beating this child to death. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Mary then explained to her psychiatrist that she had went with her mother to the northeast Philadelphia woods where they wrapped the boy in a blanket and placed him in a box and left him there. The investigators that were still on the case were just totally convinced that Mary was telling the truth because a lot of these facts checked out and a lot of the information she gave was not information they even released to media or anything. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Like, like the throwing up the, um, like the throwing up information, the, the shriveled hands, like those were not things they released. Okay. So, I mean, it's starting to look like, oh my God, yeah. she's telling the truth. How do we know them now though? Like after she said, like she came out with the facts, that's when the police were like, yo, she actually got that Because they, right. they that's... released, they did end up releasing it later. Okay. okay. So. Just wanted to make sure my brain was working, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, so they did searched the contents of his stomach to just double check and they found baked beans Jesus in his Christ, stomach. Yeah. So now I and like I said, remember his hands were wrinkled and all of that. So another piece of the evidence is that Mary gave a description of the boy's body and she said that he had really long hair when he was alive. In that he was small in statue, so he was really he was just a small mm -hmm. child. The police noted noted Sorry, the sky is falling on me right now. <laughs> yeah, the police noted that he had this child had long hair before his death, and they were just astonished because his hair had all been cut off abruptly before his death. So they were like, "Wow." However. <laughs> Here's where it gets tricky. The, the police stopped looking into this because they ended up finding out that Mary 
actually was extremely mentally unstable and had severe mental illness issues. Okay, but, like, how would she know those facts, though, then? Yeah. I don't know. So when they can attempted to I mean, confirm... If your parents did that shit in front of you, wouldn't you have mental issues? Yeah, but, like, also... I know, I know. Why did they not believe yeah. her on that, though? I don't know. It's the 50s, man. I don't know. The 50s, man. Yeah. The 50s, man. Yeah. So, when they tried to confirm all of these statements from Mary, they talked with her neighbors and her friends and everything, and all of them denied her confirms of another child living in their home. Well, if they kept them in the basement. Then. That's what I mean. I mean, they, they hit him. Yeah. Oh, at first I was and like... And he's mute. He's not... You're not going to hear him anyways. Yeah. And he's handicapped. Yeah. He's not going to be moving around. Yeah, if they didn't care about him, they just lock him up and they left him you know, keep him, mm -hmm. bring him out. I was, like, ranting at the beginning about how, like, no, this theory's bullshit, and now he just, I'm mm -hmm. sad again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, in the end, they dismissed it, because when they found out, because you got to keep in mind, also, this this time period, they didn't really believe in mental health, you know? They yeah. they think, they thought all that was a bunch of crock. Mm-hmm. So, they dismissed her. They didn't have enough evidence. No one believed her. Alive. So I don't know if she's still alive, but when her name was leaked to the media, she ended up fleeing the country. She, Jesus. She left the country. Wow. Are her parents still alive? Is she, like, trying to run away from that? Or is she, like, what the fuck, dude? Or I have no idea. Yeah. So I have a another theory. So theory number three... So, a man named David Stout, he's a former New York Times reporter. So, he wrote a book about the unsolved case of The Boy in the Box. And the name is The Boy in the Box. Super creative. Really appreciate the, it. Yeah, I know, right? The Unsolved Case of America's Unknown Child. Super creative. 10 out of 10 points for creativity. I know, right? It's amazing. Anyways, he came up with what he believed was basically the explanation to this kid's death. He claimed that this boy's parents had to have been poor and also had to have overlooked a possible carnival or a place that had workers or a group of migrant laborers who traveled the back roads. He explained this group of people had to have traveled these back roads literally and figuratively in their lives. He explained they would have left little of any paper trail throughout their travels. This is a book you wrote? Yeah, he, he, this is what he explained in this book about like how this boy died and why he died, basically. Okay, because like, part of me really wants to read the book, but the other part is like, I feel like Right now, it sounds like a really big stretch. Yeah, like, it does. But this is just one of the other theories about, like, how this kid died. Okay. He just He just feels like these people, like, this the, this really poor family must have lived near these traveling people who okay. were just not good characters mm -hmm. um, or by a carnival or he lived with. He also explains that these parents must have snapped on this boy. And they would have slapped him. They would have slapped him really hard. He would have cried. He would have whined. And so they would have slapped him again. And they would have just kept slapping him. And it would have been like a slap, 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 slap until Aww. he just died. 
So, and that that's what he claims, or okay. he lives next to these people and things like that. Okay. So, that, this say, is just, like, like another... He just was, like, you know what, I, like, I don't know, I just thought he was, like, plucking that out of thin air. That's why I was, like... Yeah, no, so this is just another theory on that. So, so theory number four is that, this is just a short theory, is that someone was raising this kid to be a girl before he died. He called yeah. it. Miles called it. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Miles? I don't know, man. It's <laughs> wild for the 50s. It's, uh, <laughs> it's wild for the 50s. Maybe it was like an escaped Nazi scientist. What? Fair. It's the 50s. Escaped Nazi scientist. Just like, fuck you. You're. He was experimenting with like Sexual uh, assignments, certainly. Yeah. Like, so they did that shit in the. Didn't you say it was sewing on the so, so on Is it sewn on? Yeah, there was some sort of scar in like his that groin area. So yeah, he had a scar on there. He had that L shape on his chin. Yeah. It's just all these weird little. This. It's hard There's to a lot. There yeah. was a lot. Was there sign of rape? No, not that I found any in my research. Not that I could find. I mean, I don't know if they even checked for that, really. You know? Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be the first thing my mind jumped to. Like, if I found not a in the body. 50s. Yeah, like, just, dude, what the fuck? I don't know. So, yeah, they thought maybe he could have been raised to be a girl right before his death. And this was developed by a forensic artist named Frank Bender. And... Because of how the child's hair was, you know, abruptly cut and its fingernails were plain. Yeah, and all of that and that that's a good point when it how his fingernails are just always kept clean and so it for this forensic artist, this served as a main basis for his theory because of the hair being cut. In addition to the notice that the child's eyebrows were also apparently perfect. Also, apparently, the child's eyebrows had apparently been styled. Oh. Like a, like a doll. Yeah, like a doll. Or like doing your makeup. Yeah. So just a very girly characteristic. I call it the human party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking maybe he had been killed because maybe he was rebelling. Or maybe he started to act boyish or something. I don't know. Like... Because he was that age, I feel like, where he starts to become, like, aware. Yeah, that I, I'm not that a girl. I'm going to speak. Oh. Yeah, and, like, also to, it. yeah. Like, both of them, like, I'm not a girl, and, like, I, what the hell? Or what the heck, because you're a kid, but. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't know about that. But that's what this forensic artist thought that he made, because he was, he went in to help with the drawings of mm -hmm. what this kid probably looked like before and all of that, so... And then, lovely theory number five. Some people believe that it could be that Frederick Benosis, that guy who was creeping on the girls when he found the body at the so beginning. So throw back to the beginning. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, he was spying on those girls at the school, and then he, or he found the body. He didn't originally want to say anything. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he was like, oh, no, then I'll have to tell the police that I'm a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. However, he did go in for questioning. The police did question him. And he did take a lie detector test, and he was cleared. So, so the future of this case has, something has popped up to help with it. 
So there are... Is it Ancestor DNA? No. <laughs> there is some good news, though. A little bit on it. And amateur genealogy expert, which I don't know how you could be an amateur expert on something. <laughs> Help me understand that. How the freak can you be an amateur at something and also an expert at something? Isn't that an oxymoron? Yeah. I don't know. So, an amateur genealogy expert, Barbara Ray Ventier, which she helped crack the Golden State killer case. Oh my gosh, she sounds like this little old lady with like too much time on her hands. Oh god. Real which, life Nancy. Which Joe. I don't know if which I don't know if you know what the Golden State Killer case is. Uh, no. Okay. Next episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I can explain real quick what that is. The Golden State Killer, he's a he's a he's like a triple threat. He's a serial killer, a serial rapist, and also a burglar. Oh my god. Yeah. He committed roughly thirteen murders. More than 50 rapes and over 100 burglaries in the California area uh, from 1974 to 1986. So he's like... How did she... Can that be next episode? Because I have questions about that now. Well... It's solved, right? Yeah, it's solved. (laughs) This is 420 unsolved, not 420 solved, Tiff. (laughs) We could start that as a subsidiary, but not right now. (laughs) so the and the reason why like this is important is because so she didn't help crack it because she was using um dna and genetic research and it's been confirmed by mercury news back in august 2018 that she is now working on helping crack the boy in the box case so hopefully brand since she helped crack that really so like the amateur expert genealogist is the lead right now. Like, yeah. that's what... That sounds like the setup for, like, a TLC show. Oh, God. No. Well, she helped... She, you know, she helped crack the Golden State Killer case, which was that really terrible case for back in the 70s, 80s. So, hopefully she can help crack the Boy in the Box case, you know? Yeah. I still say Ancestry.com is the way to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the... I think it's the second theory with Mary. You think oh, the like Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, the you think it's Mary's parents that did it? Yep. That's the one that makes the most, like, factual sense. I know, right? It really does. I'm interested in the... Sorry, no, go ahead. I'm about to sneeze anyway, so... She knew all the facts, but she... <laughs> Can you go ahead and not fucking do that? What the fuck, Miles? <laughs> yeah, I thought that it, she had, like, all these crazy facts that... How would she have guessed those? I know, right? And she she knew information that wasn't even released to the public. And, yeah. like, it makes sense that, like, she was incredibly mentally ill because... Of the trauma she sustained from mm-hmm. her parents as a child. Being black jobs. Yeah, I know. And then it, like, also makes sense that... Her family and, like, her friends and her neighbors wouldn't see this child if he was kept in the basement. He was handicapped, so yeah. they're not going to hear noise, and he was, like, he didn't talk. Yeah, yeah he wasn't trying to run out. And... Yeah. I mean, come on, ding, ding, ding. That's the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I think they need to look into it more. I do, too. Which her parents Save could, pro- I guess, probably be passed away by now. But I she know. also ran out of the country. Yeah. Can you blame her, though, if her parents were like that? Maybe she was scared. 
Yeah, well, also, I guess it would depend on how bad her mental health actually is, if she's even mentally sound. Yeah, can you think about it, though? Like, if someone has enough money to, like, buy a child, like, of course I would flee the country if I could, away from them. Like, they could find me anywhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. I wonder where she went, though. Like, how much money does she have that she could just flee the country? That's true, and that's why I'm questioning so much. Like, She she, is a businesswoman, too. She made it until, like, she was middle-aged, at least. Also, like, I had, I wish I had enough money to just flee the country. Same. Also, using him as, like, a sex toy, that makes sense about the whole fingernails being, like, cut down more. Okay, yeah. That makes me wonder if they ever abused her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if they, and if, even if this isn't true, like, did they ever abuse her? Yeah. Like, that's just sad. This, this whole case in general is just really sad. Mm-hmm. So, Better bring me some cheer next week. Yeah. <laughs> God, then we talk about unsolved mysteries. They're never gonna bring cheer. This is True. not meant to be <laughs> like. I mean, I guess. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine? God. But yeah, so that's that's definitely the boy in the box. You know, America's unknown child. Oh, I'm gonna have nightmares for days. Oh God. <laughs> uh, smoke, smoke some indica. Go to sleep. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. So I hope you enjoy this episode and remember to stay stony, friends. Man. <laughs> Disclaimer to all those we do live in a state where marijuana is both medically and recreationally legal. We do not endorse the underage use in recreational and medically legal states, and we do not endorse the illegal use in non-legal states. Smoke responsibly.